You're tuned to Northfolk Works, and I'm Hazel Kahn. I'm very pleased to welcome my guest, Craig Jobes, environmental analyst at Southfield Town. Craig will talk to us about the main issues he deals with in his job and also what he does in his position as de facto member of the town's Deer Management Task Force. Welcome, Craig. Welcome to WPKN and to Norfolk Works. Thank you, Hazel. You're also a hunter. Tell us what you do in your job in the Department of Public Works in the town of Southold and how long you've been doing it. Yes, I am the environmental analyst for the town of Southold. My job entails taking care of the preserves that the town owns, whether that be from a hunting standpoint, a trail standpoint, invasive species. Primarily, though, a lot of our focus for most of the fall and winter is on the deer management efforts. Our program began back in 2008 with, I believe, just about eight hunters, and it's grown to now close to 140 hunters. How many of these are women? We have six women that are on the program, but there are several others, you know, in the town of Southall that that are not part of the program. Some of them just hunt their own private properties uh-huh. uh, for, you know, whatever reason they, they don't want to utilize the town property. Being on the Southall Town program, they don't have to utilize the town-owned properties, it's just, it's an added benefit for them. Since 2008, we've harvested close to 4,000 deer through the deer management program. One of the main attractions is the donations that we take from the hunters of harvested deer that they're not going to use for personal use. Since the donation program began in 2010, we've taken in just shy of 2,300 harvests for donation. We do it two separate ways. We have individuals who come and pick up the deer, or we also process deer through state-approved butchers that then goes to soup kitchens, churches, and to feed the hungry on the island. So you said 4,000 deer you've harvested? Yeah, so that's what's been reported through our program. There has been more deer harvested in the town of Southfield than that. Uh, the hunters are obligated to report their harvests to the state of New York. We're just one of the avenues that they can do so. We do have our own check-in facility behind the Recreation Center in Peconic, which is also where we have our donation facility, where we take in those donated deer as well. For people who don't know, some of the language is kind of ambiguous. The hunter kills the deer one way or another either takes it home to his or her home or donates it by putting it in this center in Peconic. There are more deer harvested than you officially record yourselves in Southold, right? Yes. On average, reported to us, there's anywhere between 300 and 350 individuals. Town-wide, though, when when you get the numbers from the state at the beginning of the spring in April, it's generally in the range of about 500 individuals because you have hunters coming from further west up island or even upstate or even other places that come out here and, and harvest the deer. And, and they're not required to check the deer in through our program. They're just required to check them in through the state. And they're also required to have a license. Yes. In the state of New York, it's not just a hunting license. You also have to have a separate archery license. Mm-hmm. On Long Island, all the deer hunting is done by means of archery only. Then as far as the donation process, the hunter would harvest the deer, at which point they would field dress the deer, and then they would either take it home to butcher themselves, or if they'd like, they could donate the entire carcass to us. We just ask that they are field dressed. Then they go into our cooler at our facility, and then we do keep a list of individuals that range anywhere from local here in the town of Southold to people that come all the way down from New Hampshire to get deer Mm. from our program. And then when they do pick that up, they would pick up the entire deer. 
And they request it. We do give them a list of state licensed butchers in the area, on the island. And a lot of them do come, pick them up, bring them home, and, and they butcher it themselves with their mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. If we take care of the butchering process, the deer are all ground into chopped meat. And then they go to various organizations such as Long Island Cares, Island Harvest. And uh, we've done a lot of work this year with CAST locally here in South mm-hmm. Can you describe the package? They're one pound or two pound, basically like tubes, like you would see in the grocery store from time to time. Mm-hmm. They are always marked that they are venison and that they are not for sale because mm-hmm. it's illegal to sell venison in the state of New York. Mm. The butchers are hunters themselves, are they? Or- not necessarily. I've always tend to notice that most of them are. They tend not to get too much time to hunt themselves. You know, it's kind of their busy season. But for the most part, yes, they, they do seem to be hunters themselves. Not just for venison, but butchers in general? No, some of them mm-hmm. just butcher deer during mm-hmm. the fall and winter, and that's it. They mm-hmm. have other jobs. I mean, I've seen butchers that are plumbers, professional boat captains, taxidermists. You know, I've seen many different uh, occupations oh. that they do otherwise. Around here locally, we don't really have any that are full-time butchers. You do see it upstate in a few places with cattle farms and stuff like that. But uh, being that we don't really have those around here, you don't mm-hmm. see too many that are full-time butchers like that. What does field dressed mean? Field dressed would just be removing the insides from the deer, the heart, the lungs, the liver, the stomach, the rest of the digestive tract. That'll um, keep the deer from spoiling. The deer will last a lot longer. Generally, it's best to leave them for approximately seven to 10 days to let them age a little bit before beginning the process. Mm -hmm. Is anything done with those internal organs or is they're not edible? Some people will eat the heart or the liver. The rest of the insides are not edible. We do not let them dispose of them through the town program. They can either dispose of it at the South Town Waste Facility or out in the woods, however they do it. That kind of depends on the property they're hunting on. Mm. Through our program on our town-owned properties, we don't allow any field dressing on the town-owned properties. They are asked to remove the animal first, then take care of the field dressing, and they are allowed to get rid of them at the South Town Waste Management Facility for free. When there are road accidents, car accidents and collisions, and those deer die on the road, how are those disposed of? Depending on what roadway they're hit on, they're picked up either by South Old Town Highway employees or State Highway or County Highway. It all depends on where they're hit. And then they are all disposed of for free at the South Old Town Waste Management Facility. Disposed of means they just put into a pit or something. They're not dressed in the same way that the edible ones are. They're, they're not used for consumption at all. Not to say that they're not safe to eat if, if handled properly. It's just a lot of time you can't tell the damage that's been done yeah. to the meat on the inside You know, from the car strikes. Did you say how many pounds, how much was donated in terms of food? From all the deer that we've taken in through donations, whether it be uh, deer that went to individuals or processed for for those organizations, it's hard to tell because some deer are smaller, some deer are larger. But on average, for a grand total, it's yielded probably just shy of 70,000 pounds of usable venison. It's overall. What is the average yield from a deer around these parts? The average yield can be considered about 35 pounds. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of your larger, more mature bucks are going to yield more than that, and then yeah. some of your uh, yearlings will yield less. Mm-hmm. 2008 is when this program started. When did you join it? And did you join it as a hunter or as a environmental analyst? I did join the program as a hunter for a few years before becoming the environmental analyst for the town. I joined the program in probably about 2013, and then I, I began working for the town in 2017. I see. Okay. And you were the first person in this environmental analyst job? 
Yes, I'm the I'm the first person to hold this yeah. job for the town of Southwold. The program was started in 2008 through the Department of Public Works on the town-owned preserves. Jeffrey Standish began the program in 2008, and then being hired in 2017, I then took over the program over time. What kind of training is required to be an environmental analyst, but also to be a licensed hunter? Somewhere on the website, I saw that you process applications from people to be hunters, right? Yeah. So my job title is a civil service position. I graduated from West Virginia University back in 2012 with a degree in wildlife and fisheries resources. That did qualify me to take the civil service test for an environmental analyst. And then from there, I was selected off the list to be hired by the town of Southold. We do process through the town clerk's office when people would like to purchase hunting licenses. We have nothing to do, though, with the civil service process and becoming an analyst. One other thing that I do hold is I, I'm a, a New York State licensed nuisance wildlife control operator, which some view as a professional hunting license. It allows you to manage wildlife in different ways that you would normally not be able to on a recreational level. So when these applications come in to be hunters, you, you're involved in that as well? Yes. Every August, we open up the program for the hunters. You do need to be either a town of Southwold resident, or we do allow Suffolk County veterans in the program. One other option, though, that a lot of people don't know about is we do have co-owned property with Suffolk County. And for those properties, you only need to be a resident of Suffolk County because you can apply mm -hmm. for their hunting permit that way. And that would give you access to a lot of those properties out here on the North Fork in the town of Southold. So our applications go out in August. For the most part, we, we don't keep anybody from the program unless they've had um, wildlife violations in the past. But other than that, we've been very open to allowing uh, any individuals that meet these qualifications and criteria to be a part of the program. We're, we're looking to promote the hunting as much as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. People always say there are not enough hunters and recreational hunting is not enough to solve the problem that we have here in South Old Town. Let's talk about that now. What is the problem? Because I've been involved with PKN for a long time in the news and public affairs programs, a lot of our listeners are familiar what is really a chronic problem with, with deer population on Long Island. But you tell us what the problem is and why it's been so intractable? What is the size of the problem? And what is the desirable solution? To we do obviously have a very large overpopulation problem with white-tailed deer on Long Island, especially here on the North Fork. Some of the issues that come from this range from tick-borne diseases to motor vehicle collisions to destruction of edible food crops and even destruction of private land, private gardens. We do what we can on our end to promote the recreational hunting. We also do have a nuisance hunting permit that we carry out beyond the regular season. That's a permit that um, you can apply for through the New York State DEC. It allows for hunting for the white-tailed deer outside the normal regular season. Each permit is specific to a property. That being mm. said, some permits allow the use of shotguns, some crossbows, some regular traditional bows. Our permit allows for the, the use of a traditional bow and, and also crossbows. We don't allow firearms on town properties, so we, we don't have that in our permit. The DEC decides that based on property size. Some of the other things that they do allow is hunting 24 hours a day, so you're able to hunt the deer at night, which you're not allowed to do during the regular season, and also the certain baiting tactics not allowed in the regular season. So these are just things that the DEC has helped us and allowed individuals, farm owners, municipalities, everything to do to um, to further the deer management efforts and uh, try to 
to boost those harvests. How many properties would you say just in Southold? I don't have an exact number for the town of Southold. That, that's something that um, you'd have to obtain through the DC Wildlife Division. We do have between 15 and 20 properties that the town owns that are included mm-hmm. into a nuisance permit. There's several farmers out here that, that hold nuisance permits. Mm-hmm. And uh, one surprising thing is that there is a lot of uh, recreational homeowners that that have nuisance permits now as well. That's something that the DEC has been very lenient. They like to help the, the public as much as possible I mean, the deer management efforts. So even though you have a couple acres, if you're able to show the property damage that you have from these white-tailed deer, that the DEC is willing to work with individual property owners to try to help them. There's also several communities that have gotten together and contribute properties to be a part of, of hunting efforts, whether it be in the recreational season, which they have there, or they also have nuisance hunting. So homeowner could get a nuisance permit even if they're not a hunter? Yes. What is the size of the problem? I mean, how many deer do we have here in South Old Town, estimated? And I know it's too many. But how many would be a better number? We estimate for the town of Southold, probably between three and 5,000 individuals. Um, and then we also have Riverhead next door to us, who posts just as many, if not more. Between the town of Riverhead and us, it, it's probably up in the 10,000 range. Obviously, the, the deer have wide home ranges, so they do travel a lot. We've seen individual deer go anywhere from, you know, Orient to Southold in a single season. Mm. So town of Southold alone, rough estimate would be three to 5,000. The ideal population density would be anywhere from eight to 10 deer per square mile. In the town of Southold, we currently are looking at anywhere from 30 to 35 deer per square mile. So it's about three times more than it should be. So that's a pretty severe problem. My question has always been, why has it been so difficult to get legislation, which we now will be talking about, we've now had, had a breakthrough, But why has it been so difficult when so many scientists, legislators, activists, consumers, homeowners, everybody has for years tried to arrive at a solution for deer hunting and deer management? You personally and you in South Old Town, why is the problem so difficult to resolve? Many people come to us and look for us to address the problem at a local level. But unfortunately, it's it's a tier system. Craig Jobes is talking about managing deer overpopulation. This is Hazel Kahn and North Fork Works on WPKN Radio. We work within the confines of what's allowed by the New York State DEC. They also work in the confines of what they're allowed by New York State legislation. So it works its way up. Certain things that we need help with here and that would work for us here don't necessarily work upstate as they, they don't have a problem like we do in many of their areas. They don't see these overpopulation issues. So a lot of times when bills are proposed and things move up the ladder that come from uh, here locally, by the time they reach upstate, they don't view it as a problem because they don't see it in their own backyard. Mm -hmm. Numerous places upstate, they are looking to grow their deer population. They want more does. They want to see more deer. Whereas for us, it's the complete opposite. Recently, we did push for numerous things in state legislation in the past year. Unfortunately, many of the recreational things that we pushed for, we did not get. We were able to get a few things passed, though, on a professional level. Governor Hochul signed the bill about a month ago pertaining to some professional aspects to promote the deer hunting on Long Island. It's allowed for a few extra things under the current nuisance permits. It's also allowed for uh, municipalities and private groups to go out and hire licensed professionals. This would um, allow, like I said, municipalities, private groups to write their, their own deer management plans and submit them to the New York State DEC to be reviewed and then implement 
these deer management efforts with the use of uh, professionals. So for a professional at the state level, that would entail being a nuisance wildlife control operator because that allows you to be a higher professional in the state of New York. But there's also several federal organizations such as the USDA, White Buffalo, a few other contractors mm-hmm. out there that mm-hmm. do have uh, professional sharpshooters. This bill has opened up a few new doors. As it's written right now, it really doesn't allow for too much more than what we've had already. That's something that we're looking to expand on and proposing new legislation for next year. What the governor did sign was a very watered down version of what we originally proposed. So this year, we're going to look to expand on those professional capabilities a little bit. And our main focus this year from our local South Old Town Deer Committee is going to be to try to promote a lot of these efforts for the recreational hunting, such as the use of crossbows, the use of baiting, like is allowed in many other states. These are allowed under nuisance permits, but they are not allowed on the recreational level. So we're looking to get them introduced to the recreational level to try to create uh, better and more successful hunting efforts for those hunters as well. What is the process that you have to go through then to, to get the recreational rules expanded? We'll be speaking with the New York State DC local region office this spring and early summer, and then work on composing a uh, bill that will come from the Deer Committee, local legislation to support it, and then bring it to the state level from there. You will be doing that as South Old Town alone? We usually do look for more people to co-sign with us. Some other townships, such as Riverhead, they've developed their deer management program over the last few years, as well as East Hampton, Southampton. But generally, for the most part, the town of Southold has kind of spearheaded a lot of these deer management efforts. We have an established program that, that's boasted some of the highest harvest numbers, donations, etc., cetera, for, for many years now. We have a lot of townships on Long Island that do call us and look to model new programs after our program and and learn Mm. from us. Really? So Southold is looked at as as a leader? Yes, yes. I mean, we've we've had municipalities, like I said, from all over the island and and even a few areas upstate that have contacted us to to try to model after what we've done here. Shelter Island also boasts a a very good deer Mm. management program. They do a lot of donations through their program as well. From my own limited experience in this at the civic level, each town that you've mentioned have their own dynamics. So, for instance, East Hampton, the residents had different attitudes mm-hmm. than, say, we have in Southold. Is that, is that accurate? I would say yes. It's definitely a lot more of a local year-round population on the North Fork than it is on the South Fork. Many of the individuals living in towns such as East Hampton don't spend most of the year, most of the fall, the winter mm-hmm. out here where they see all these deer, the car strikes and so they don't see the problem firsthand, other than if their gardens, you know, getting destroyed and they, they come back in the spring and summer and find it that way. But for the most part, you know, they're they're paying people to take care of that. It's definitely it's something that we recognize a little more here on the North Fork. It's more of a personal level for us, and, and we're seeing it more personal. Because mm, there's more year-round population. Anything else that differentiates from what you've seen? You do see a lot a lot of groups that, that come out on the, the South Fork that are looking for other ways of deer management, whether it be fertility control, euthanasia, some other options that are out there. These options come with very limited success and they come with a very high price tag, something that uh, a lot of municipalities you know, aren't necessarily looking to get into. I, I didn't realize Hochul's new bill. I thought you all would be much more enthusiastic than I hear you being. So I'm surprised to hear that. A yeah. lot of what was originally proposed by the Thomas Southold and the Deer Committee did not make it into the final bill. A lot of it is just reworded stuff that we were already allowed. 
It doesn't necessarily take anything off the table. You know, we, we still need to take a look at it between the deer committee, the town supervisor, SATC, and see how we would like to approach it. One of the key things that we're looking at is the way this state legislation was written. If these professional hunters are going to be allowed to use rifles to carry out these hunting efforts, to hire these professional companies to come in without the use of rifles, the cost goes up, the yield goes down and it becomes a lot less cost effective. One of the things that we were pushing for was the use of rifles by these professional hunters to be allowed again on Long Island. The way this bill is written, it doesn't really say whether it is or whether it's not. So that's something that we're going to be looking to sit down with the DEC, get the take on everything, and see you know what the actual interpretation of this bill is. So, yeah, because I saw somewhere that the DEC would only work with professionally trained contractors who are approved by law enforcement. Is that right? Correct. But that being said, even if they're going to work with these professional hunters who are are trained and highly capable of using weapons such as these rifles, if it's still not allowed by state legislation on Long Island to use those rifles, they can't use those implements. Yeah, yeah. They're really powerful, aren't they, the DEC? They are to a certain extent at the town level with what you know, the DEC offers us, but certain things such as the use of rifles on Long Island supersedes the DEC. That has to be changed at a state legislation level. The DEC is is proposing and giving us the implements to the best of their ability from what the state legislation is allowing them to do. We haven't talked about the ability to sell venison. Once hunters can sell venison commercially and legally, then there'll be more recreational hunters out there. It's a tough one to figure out because once, if the venison was made legal to sell, you know, now we're, we're bringing in a lot of, you know, health-related codes and, and how the venison are being butchered and taken care of. And there's a lot of regulations out there that would have to be closely monitored and changed. Really wouldn't be able to see just any hunter going out harvesting the year and selling it. So that, that's why through our donation program, we only use state licensed butchers because they have been cleared by the health department. We, we know that, you know, the deer is being taken care of properly after it leaves our hands before it comes back and, and goes, you know, to the final parties. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit down this spring and, and look over with the DC, fine tune and, and figure out what exactly the new things being allowed through this bill are, how we want to look, formulate a new deer management plan and act on those. Also, I suppose, what else you want to ask for? That'll be a a separate process. I know at our last year committee meeting, we spoke about the different scenarios and avenues that we needed to carry out. What are we going to do with what's being allowed with this bill right now? Another thing is we're looking to proposing a new bill and what we'd like to pursue going forward and have changed. Could you just summarize in the recreational bill, what are the things that you are looking for? Top things for us from a recreational standpoint, we look at the use of crossbows being number one. It's something that's that's allowed in many other states. It's at the point now where a regular compound bow is, is just as powerful, just as lethal as a crossbow. A mm-hmm. lot of people look at crossbows almost, you know, like, like a shotgun firearm. They have scopes and being that they, they were more powerful for a long time. The way compound bows are made now, the big difference is that crossbows can be a lot more accurate. There's a lot mm-hmm. less human error with a crossbow than, than with a regular compound bow. Management areas in the state that are allowing them if you can provide a health certificate saying that you are either unable to draw the bow or, you know, there's any reason you can't use a regular compound bow. On Long Island now, you, you're able to prove that you physically are unable to use a compound bow. You can get the paperwork from a doctor that you then would present to the DEC, and then they make the final determination on whether you're going to be allowed to use a crossbow or not. 
the DC has worked very well with the hunters on that and trying to promote it and trying to get it out there as another ability for them to harvest these deer. That would increase the number of recreational hunters available. Yes, mm-hmm. this would bring a, a whole class of hunters back into the mm-hmm. mix. There's a lot of older generation hunters out there that physically are unable to draw back a regular compound bow and hold back that compound bow. This would get that generation of hunters back in the woods. Um, it would also bring in the younger generation, being that it's easier for them. They'd be able to shoot at a higher poundage, becoming more lethal, make the harvest. And and for your regular hunters, like I said, it, it makes them just that much more accurate and, and helps them harvest more deer. Is there a price difference usually between these the two kinds? Not too much. They're very much on the same page nowadays. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is just the accuracy with the use of the scope. You've been really, really interesting, Craig. I thought I knew a lot about all of this, but I really don't. So I appreciate your, your time. Just I did want to ask one final thing, which and that is the coyotes. Your job presumably would encompass coyotes, right? Because they're wildlife. Yes. It's almost been like a myth. For five years now on the eastern part of Long Island, you know, whether we do or don't have coyotes, there's always the, the very rare on occasion trail camera picture that would surface from a hunter, you know, claiming a, a coyote on the North Fork or on the South Fork. That being said, we do realize and, and know is a fact and it is real. We do have data that supports a few different individuals living here on the North Fork. We have pictures and videos that have surfaced from hunters in Orient that clearly show a coyote. We have pictures and video and tracks that have been found in other places such as Mattituck. Uh, next door in Jamesport support multiple coyotes together. We've even had recent pictures and evidence of coyotes in Greenport in the town of Southfield as well. You know, there's two ways of looking at that. I mean, one would be, oh my God, coyotes, that's yet another dangerous thing out here. And another would be the good coyotes, because that's adding to the diversity, which is necessary for healthy ecology. I don't know how you're looking at that. The more individuals that we do have, they are able to take down fawns, smaller deer. So that's something that will help uh, balance the ecosystem as far as the deer population goes. There's really nothing for human individuals to worry about. You know, these coyotes are a lot more scared of you than, than you are of them. There's a reason why they've only been seen by trail cameras at night. Very rarely have they been seen in the daytime or, or in person. They're a very shy, timid animal, and they really do not want to be seen. And they do whatever they can to make sure that they're not. And my last question, since you've been doing this job, are you noticing that there's any been changes in public opinion about deer in general? You know, certain property-owned associations that definitely recognize the problem and, and do a lot more with it. Areas such as the Nassau Point Homeowners Association, they have an incredible support system down there with their, mm-hmm. with their hunting efforts. Pebble Beach has a very, very good hunting efforts. At the town level, we're trying to push promoting hunting on these private properties because we're, we're doing the best we can right now with our town-owned lands and the, and the public hunting lands. And with the hunting pressure, these deer move on and they, they find new places to call home. But the amount of private property that we have here on the North Fork, it's very crucial to our deer management efforts to get as many private property owners involved with the program and allowing hunting on their properties to to try to manage this deer population the best that we can. Thank you very much for your time. I know you're at work, actually, and so I'm taking up your work time. I'm very grateful for everything you've told me today. So much I've learned new today. And I'd like to make sure that people can get in touch with you. So if you go to the Town of Southwell website, we do have our own separate deer management page through the town website. 
Um, our office number for the Public Works Office is 631-765-1283. I could always be reached via email. Craig, it's C-R-A-I-G-J at southoldtowny.gov. And I'm always open and willing to answer any questions that anyone may have and help them out in any way I can with, with your management. That's Craig J at southoldtowny.gov. Okay. Thanks very much then, Craig. I hope I'll see you around some other civic association meetings. And I'm very grateful to have spent this time with you. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you very much for having me. Bye-bye then. Bye-bye. You heard Craig Jobes, environmental analyst at Southold Town, talking about his role in managing deer overpopulation and its hunters. You can find North Fork Works on the first Wednesday of the month at this time and any time at all as podcasts on hazelcarn.com. If you enjoy this interview and the many great interviews on WPKN, please think about, no, don't think about it, just make a donation on wpkn.org so we can continue making more interviews for you. Thank you. I'm Hazel Kahn. (music) 